So what? We watch anime. So what? We play League. We're just having fun. We don't care who sees. So what? We stay in. It don't bother me. Living young, pale and nerdy. Hello and welcome to the Read and Entertainment Podcast, episode 120 for September 17th, 2017. My name is Nathan Reinspruth, and joining me this week is Andrew Roa McFain. Hello. And Connor, the cyberpunk monk, Besh. We're the best Nathan had to offer. That's, yeah, they're, they're the only ones that would show up, basically. I offered them 12 cents apiece. And then they just decided to eat chips all before the podcast. Oh, so we can do that. No, Look, no. Before. I was really worried about <laughs> Excellent. I am so hungry right now. Yeah, me too. Mm. Oh. I'm, I'm glad you had a train to heart. Yeah, mm. yeah, thanks. Anyway, what games have you been playing this week, Oroa? Um, I mean, I played more of that dang and Ronpa yesterday. Woo! I'm going to edit edit more of that uh after this two um, hours is a little bit too long though i i know i realized it after i uploaded it um yeah if i ever do another video they're recording that, that is that long i'll uh i'll probably cut it down into one hour segments yeah i think that's probably for the best because i looked at i was like two hours i was gonna watch it on my lunch break which is an hour and then <laughs> I was like, "Ah, screw that! I'll put it on the watch later." And I haven't, I haven't watched it yet. Yeah, I mean, it, it. Admittedly, you you could potentially like watch it. Young. I mean, that's the. Am I am I cutting out? No, you're fine. Oh, okay. The activity thing kept blinking. Weird. Uh, but like the the one person that I I even got back into the series while well, doing the series for, uh. They just watched it in pieces and seemed to seem to do fine with that. But anyway, yeah, it's um and outside of the normal, like casual stuff, I did finish Sonic Mania finally. Uh it was the the final boss was pretty good. Um, but like not not like fantastic by any means it's interesting though because i'm pretty sure there's stuff in there that like i'm wondering if if the ending or something changes uh depending on what you do in the in the boss fight which might be interesting if you haven't if you haven't played that part yet yeah um so that's it sonic mania and oh what about friday the 13th uh, i did play some friday the 13th last night um it's the first time i've played since the the last big update that added uh not exactly more maps but different variations of the same maps uh right. they're they're the small variations that um i will say made the game feel like it wasn't it made it feel faster, which well, is probably good. the point. Is yeah, that the like a big problem that I had with the game is that there was a lot of walking around doing nothing. Um, yeah, and, and unless Jason ended up finding you, like it, it became very dull. So 
with the map being like almost half the size, it makes it a lot more likely for either Jason to find you or for you to find items. Oh, they so, actually shrunk the map size? Yeah, yeah. So oh. the there there are I think there are new small variations of the original maps, like all, all three of them. And yeah, they're they're basically the same layout. It's just that there are fewer houses and the actual like land mass is just shrunk down. So you can walk across the map in like a minute instead of like almost five. Oh, um, okay. Yeah, so it's like it, it I, I think it helps a lot uh with pace of the game. The problem is that the game is still just as repetitive as it always has been. And right. I really, really think that they they need to add new gameplay elements for it to ever be something that I want to you know, play on a regular basis again. Yeah, and we've, we've mentioned this before on the podcast. I think that they should add in uh, different monsters if they could get the licenses. So or, not, uh, not just Jason, yeah. but like have, have variations of it. Yeah, I mean, you, they could do that. Um, not to bring up Dead by Daylight, the main competitor of Friday the 13th, even though they're completely different games, but I did notice that Dead by Daylight recently added uh, Leatherface to yeah. the game. And the the thing that I think is a, is a good comparison, though, between Dead by Daylight and Friday the 13th is that in Dead by Daylight, uh, the monsters all play very differently. That's true. And and you don't get any of that with the Jasons in Friday the 13th. Yeah. And I, I think what would what would really change the game and make it more worth playing would be if the Jasons all had specific, very different abilities uh, rather than just basically stats differences. Yeah. Because the stat the stat differences are more noticeable with the uh, with the counselors particularly like if you have a lot of stamina or if you're really intelligent um, because it makes you more likely to, to be like, Hey, you other player, you're you're playing somebody with high intelligence. You put this battery in the car. Yeah. Or then you won't fuck up as much. Right. And potentially if, if anyone was to take the game actually seriously, you could have players that have high stamina being the, carrier for for items and shit while the people with higher strength could be their bodyguards and that kind of stuff like that all works together to create an actual gameplay dynamic whereas with the jasons it really doesn't matter a whole lot like some of them can run and some of them can't and that's like the biggest difference because and like some of them are completely useless like one of the jasons moves faster in water and it's like okay, which is only good Most, in one map. Yeah, like like the one map where there's a river going down the middle of the map that can give you some what of a speed improvement, but otherwise it, it just changes how quickly your abilities recharge. And while it does make a difference in terms of playstyle, it's not noticeable enough, I don't think, to either side for it to really be that big of a deal. Yeah, it, it just comes down to your own personal like play style rather than making an actual difference in the game. Yeah. I'd um, much prefer it if if there was like if if each Jason had their own specific abilities and things. Yeah, that would be that would be interesting, but 
I don't know. They like Dead by Daylight. Their whole gimmick is that you can play different monsters. Yeah. Um, they kind of shoehorn themselves into only having Jason by naming it Friday the Thirteenth. Yeah, so. and <laughs> like, yeah, and the other problem I think is that Friday the Thirteenth. Like, I, I honestly haven't seen any of them, but from my understanding, like, they it's exactly the same thing as Michael Myers, where it's just a guy walking around killing people. Yeah, and like even the powers they have in the game are not necessarily like canon powers. It's just an explanation for why Jason can teleport around and kill people as easily as he does. Yeah, like I mean, you say you've never seen any of the Halloween movies. I've seen the Halloween movies. Uh, I've seen a couple of them, but oh, okay, I haven't seen I haven't seen any of the Friday the Thirteenth movies. Oh, you never uh, seen them? Uh, it. I think it's. The whole teleporting thing is to get around how the 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 monster Jason can run can walk really really slowly, and these yeah. people are running away, and but yet, yet he just kind of shows up. Yeah, he always <laughs> he's always in front of them or catches up to them somehow, even though he's walking at a snail's pace. So, yeah. um, same I, thing I, with Mike Myers. Um, and most of those slasher villains or I think, whatever. I think if they really wanted, if, if they really wanted to, they could go to each of the movies that the individual Jasons came from and maybe look at specific scenes in those movies to get inspiration for like particular abilities that they would have. Yeah. Like maybe there's a scene where Jason comes out of a, out of a closet or a wardrobe in one of the movies. Mm-hmm. So that Jason can have an ability to teleport directly into a wardrobe and break out of it kind of thing. That'd be which, um they did yeah. they, some of the kills they have uh like where you yeah, stab somebody specific... through the um like through the bed, like the person's hiding under the bed and the and he like yeah. stabs them through the bed or stuff like that. And they and they like the Jasons they each have their unique weapons and those all have their own special kill moves, but right, it, it, like it, it, the game needs actual gameplay differences. I think for each Jason, for it to to be more of a fun experience. Yeah. Anyway, let's move on to Connor. What games have you played this week, Connor? I picked up the new Metroid game, uh, Metroid Two: Samus Returns. It's a remake for the 3DS. It's it's a good game. Don't let me get you wrong there. It's making me realize how much I love my Nintendo Switch, though. Because after having a Switch for as long as I have, which is not really all that long at all, going back to another portable just feels kind of mediocre, I guess. Well, and the the 3DS resolution is not very good either. So I, I will say this game gets its merits. I do. I'm a big fan of when you have the 3D mode on. The maps are kind of designed to look a little bit like. Uh, I guess I'll call it an ant farm look. It kind of reminds me of XCOM in the way that the uh, the tunnels that you would go through have depth in them. They have the same gimmick going on, and it's been it's been nice to look at. Well, that's good. Have you played any other games other than Metroid or other M Metroid Two: Samus Returns? Uh, I've been playing StarCraft Two as usual. I'm probably gonna cut that out a little bit i've uh i've mastered out the three free heroes that you get for co-op mode got them to the highest levels 
So now playing that through the dailies anymore just kind of feels more like a chore than something I'm building up towards. Yeah. Basically, what I'm saying is I need to find some new games to play, and I don't want to wait for Shadow of War in October. So I have a question, though. I have an answer. Okay, good. Uh, do you play online against Koreans? And Star- No. No, I'm not very good at StarCraft. I usually just stick to the co-op mode. Oh, good. I, I am terrible at StarCraft because I never played it when I was younger. So we would have LAN parties, and they would be like, let's play StarCraft. And then I would get destroyed within like the first 10 minutes because I didn't know what I was doing. And then I'd be like, okay, cool. I'm going to surf the web for two hours while you guys play games. That'll be fun. So it was... Uh, I'm sure was, you have a lot of fond memories of your friends without you. Yes, yes. I have lots of fond memories of that. Anyway, the games I have been playing uh, are Chrono Trigger and, you know, continuing on with that. I think my next playthrough, I'm going to be able to get Chrono back because he... Spoilers, he dies... And once he dies, you have to go, like, get a doll of him and then make put his soul into the doll or something. It's weird. And then I played a lot of Destiny 2 because I picked that up, and it's pretty good. I got to level 20. I'm not high enough light level to do the raids yet, but I'm getting there. It's all right. It, it's, it's not the worst game I've ever played. I think that the shooting... Like, the mechanics feel a lot tighter than they did in Destiny 1. And uh, that's always nice. And I hear dinging. Hey, guess who left their phone unmuted? Uh, if, if you're looking for someone to blame, it's Earl Grey. Earl Grey? Okay. We're blaming Earl Grey the Third. So, let's move on and we're going to talk about some stories. I guess the first story we should talk about, because it's going to be the longest one, is Apple. Fucking Apple, man. Um, they've announced a bunch of stuff with the, what was it, the iPhone conference that they did, Broa? Was that it? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Were you eating? Yeah. <laughs> I hate you. I hate you so much. Uh, I just woke up like an hour ago, okay? So, Apple announced new iPhones. We'll start out with the iPhone 8, which is pretty much exactly what you would think it would be. Um, you know, it has a better camera, it has better screen-ish, kinda, blah, 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 it's $800, um, and it's a, it's a new iPhone. But the big reveal was the iPhone X. So the iPhone X is, I don't, it's like the third line, so they have, they have the, uh, iPhone 8, the 8S, and then now they have the iPhone X. No, no it's um, the iPhone 8, the iPhone 8 Plus. Oh, and oh, the 8X. I'm sorry. Um, or not 8X, uh, X. Yeah. Um, so basically what Apple did this year was they went, well, um, let's just not make a 7S. And instead we'll call it the iPhone 8 and we'll make it look slightly different. Yeah. And so that's what they did. And we'll charge a ton of money. So, and then there's the iPhone X, because apparently tech companies hate the number 9. The, so, the joke response that I heard to it was there's too many applications that were hard to find out if it was a uh, iOS version 9. whatever. 
Yeah, yeah. It was uh, uh too many too many iOS apps looking uh making sure that they weren't running on uh, iOS 95. <laughs> oh, okay. So, uh what well, I'm just reading through it. So they have Face ID. So they don't have Touch yeah. ID anymore. It's been right. re- replaced with Face ID. So you can't they don't have a fingerprint scanner in the X. Right. Okay, I'm so, sure there will be one. It's an add-on that you have to replace your charging port with. <laughs> yes, but but let, so let me get this straight. They've taken away possibly one of the best features of of the phone that I like is, is for me is unlocking it with my fingerprint. I mm-hmm. love it. They've taken that away, and they replaced it with facial recognition. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, I understand now. I know that, what I know what you're thinking. Well, no, I was gonna it, say I understand that the face recognition is supposed to work out of every one million times or something like that. It might fail once. No, it's uh, it's the uh, with the with Touch ID, uh, one in fifty thousand people could potentially unlock your phone with their fingerprint. Okay. So with face with, with Face ID. It's one in every one million people. Um, basically, the reason being that there's more data for them to use for the Face ID data set. And also, I'm assuming the Face ID sensor is is just more capable of getting more data uh, than with, the, with Touch ID, where fingerprints are simply not exactly that unique and the data set that they have to work with for verifying you are who you say you are uh is just not it's not as great as with face id yeah but but it's basically an excuse to not make touch id higher resolution oh okay but but here's my question um i will get to the price here in a minute but why not both um because we had to make the entire front the front of the phone a screen, obviously. Oh. oh, so they're getting rid of the button as well. Yeah, the home button. Oh, yeah. So, so oh. instead, instead of making it so that the entire, uh, so that so that the entire screen is app, now yeah. we get to have a divot at the top of the screen. That, that that just cuts into the screen because that doesn't look like fucking shit or anything. Yeah. Um. And then down at the bottom, you're just always going to have this black bar just there, so that you can swipe that up to close the app that you're in. Because that's, you know, that's the that that's not just fucking going. Yeah, whatever. Fuck it. We needed something. Like so. Yeah, that sounds um great. I think that uh, I think Apple's the best company ever. So it it really fucking pisses me off. Okay, so because... let let's see. They don't have a headphone jack. They don't have yep. a. They don't have Touch ID. Mm-hmm. Uh, they replace it with Facial ID. Mm-hmm. They have. It comes with an ultra powerful A11 Bionic process Bionic processor because that sounds. Yeah. It's it's just a it's a six core uh, SOC with uh, big little uh, format, oh, okay. which basically means it's it's two big processors 
and four little processors. Mm. Uh, and then um, the other thing, and that's the same chip that's in the eight phones. Um, yeah. The difference with the X is that the X also has a dedicated neural processing yeah. chip. So that, uh, and instead on the uh, on the on the eight phones, those will have to do neural networking calculations with uh, with just the regular CPU, which probably still isn't going to be a big deal because I mean most most of the the machine learning shit is already done on CPUs pretty efficiently. So yeah. Um, before we get into the rest of this, Earl is here. Hello. Hi, Earl. What took you so long? I got uh, held up, not like held up in traffic, but was on my way back from the city to the suburbs. It took longer than I thought. Oh, well, welcome. So Thank you. we're talking about the iPhone X. And ah, we're talking nice. about the processor. Yes, nice. We we hate it. I'm sorry. I'm sure I'm sure you guys do. <laughs> um <laughs> there's a dual lens rear camera. Um, that is also improved with a new larger 12 megapixel sensor and comes with dual optical image stabilization. I can't read. Uh, the fancy front-facing sensors are enabled, also enabled new expression-based tricks like Animoji. You can be a talking poop. An animated emoji application that I, Apple built for people who want to look like cartoons. I fucking loved that... Like whenever they demoed emojis, that it just did not fucking work. <laughs> it looked like shit because it's such a stupid non-feature. Yeah, but people will flock to it. And it's then, pretty odd. I, I don't get it. Whenever that fucking middle-aged fuckwit was trying to demo that shit and <laughs> looked like a like a trendy, trendy millennial, and it just look now my kids will respect me. Yeah, and the, and the fucking like the face on screen looked worse than that fucking shitty two 2D animation thing that's on Steam for like ten bucks. Face cam or like, whatever. Yeah, whatever the hell yeah. it's called. <laughs> it looked like shit. So so and, there's a there's another thing that that's included finally. Uh wireless charging. The iPhone X will support wireless charging. Oh boy! Um, I says. want. I want to note that I believe the Palm Pre su <laughs> supported wireless charging in like 2010. What? 2009. But Nathan, they changed the back of the phone to be glass. Wow, my Pixel has that. She's got a new hat. By the way, as somebody who works with iPhones in an executive corporate environment, I am not looking forward to having to support these things. Yeah, me neither. I guarantee you, if people don't end up getting cases, which probably ended up needing to be another special order because iPhone can't make up their fucking minds on a form factor. And I, I get it. That's a part of their business deal. But these things just, I have a feeling they're going to be too damn fragile. And it's going to cost us a lot of money because when some idiot breaks their phone, they look at the IT department and say, well, they should pay for it. No, no, no. It's the hardest glass ever in a in an iPhone. Harder than yeah. a gorilla. Yeah. That's that. That's okay, but it's iPhone. It's going to be cheap shit. Uh, so <laughs> no, the pricing, they, they at, least, in it. at least the pricing is reasonable. Uh, oh, wait. 
Sorry, I mixed up my words again. The pricing's outrageous. It starts at $1,000 with 64 gigs of memory, or I'm sorry, storage. So in order to get more storage, I believe it's another $125. Uh, no, it's another $200. Oh, another $200. Per... So it's $1,200 yeah. if you want more than 64 gigs of storage on this iPhone X. And um, by more than 64, you either get 64 or 256. Yeah. Which, I mean, 256 is a good good price. Or, uh, I'm sorry, a good uh, amount of storage, but... That's a ton of storage. Yeah, for a phone, but... Bigger than my last laptop had. Yeah, actually, it's bigger than the one. No. Yeah, I think mine's two forty, but that's because I replaced my uh, laptop hard drive with a solid state drive. Anyway, yeah. My, yeah. So, who here is going to buy this, Earl? I'm going to buy two. <laughs> Why? Why are you going to buy two? Apparently, being one, a flight attendant one, makes you one rich. for the YouTube video where I destroy it and then make all my money back with hits. Oh, okay. And then another one. That will be the foundation of the chair that I make out of more iPhone X's after I keep getting hits from my YouTube of destroying the first one. Oh, so good. it sounds good. like you're going to use the iPhone X for a suppository? I will be the Every Vlad Tepes of iPhone purchasers. <laughs> no, I, I probably won't buy the X. I'll probably buy the 8. I won't buy either, but I'm not. I buy, I'm, I'm, you, I'm personally, I'm going to wait until next year. Um... Because they'll either they'll either make the X the go to device, or they'll release a sequel to the X that will be better anyway. Yeah, iPhone XXX. I, I want just... to see what solution they come up with for all the problems that I am discovering could easily come up and will come up with uh, with Face ID. Because yeah, I don't I don't like that. There, there are way too many situations where it's like, uh, okay, well, I, I can't look at my phone, because, or at least my face is obscured in some way. Like, there, there there's just too many things that could that could go wrong. And, and I imagine, I imagine there's going to be a way to open it without the face ID. Yeah, it's yeah. Type in your password. Yeah, they don't. Uh, we we discussed this before you came in. I they can't don't just have click the button ID. anymore. No, there's no, no there's, touch there's ID. There's no more touch ID. Well, I mean, I know, I know there's no button, but... Huh. Yeah, they took away yeah. the touch ID, yeah. If, so, I, if that's still on the 8, then I'll just buy an 8. Yeah, and the is. reason I'm buying an 8 isn't because I need the new iPhone. I just end up... I buy my phones on a two-year cycle. So right now I have a... I guess a 6? Oh, you're stuck S? on the... You're on the S. I've, yeah, I've, I've got whichever came out in 2015. So yeah, I think the six X. That's that would be the success. Success, yeah. So I just I just buy it every two years because that's about how long a phone lasts, you know, reasonably. The battery's getting a little bit tired and it's getting a little bit slow. But phones aren't really a huge deal to me. I I use it all the time, but I have a pretty passive uh, relationship with technology, especially compared to you folks, uh, because I just sort of use it to make my day to day easier versus actually working with it. Well, I don't work with my phone at all. It's all computers for me. Um, sure, but I do want to say that one of the one of the things Earl does is he listens to the podcast on the iTunes app through iTunes. Yeah, so I will say I love iTunes for podcasts. It Hate is it for good. everything else, but it's great for podcasts. It it, it is. Yeah, that's podcast. the best thing. It's yeah. 
because they have their own podcasting section. The Google one kind of sucks. It's so simple. It's really, what I like about it is it's so easy to search through it. And you think searching on anything would be easy now. But to those of you who think that, I say, search for a thread on Reddit via Reddit search toolbar. And tell me how that works. Search for anything on Yahoo search. So, oh my god, like, Firefox switched to Yahoo search as their default. And so I'll go on somebody's computer and, like, search for something. It'll be Yahoo search. I'm like, what the hell are you doing? Go to Google. My mom has an Ask Jeeves toolbar. I don't know why. I don't know how. You've mentioned that. She just has one. And she likes it. Hey, you know. Yeah, I actually, uh, I was having issues with a website that I thought might be related to my browser last week. Because I use Chrome. And it's the Mac version of Chrome, so it's not always supported as well as other ones are. At least, I think that's the case. So I decided to open up Firefox for the first time in about three years. And I was like, oh, oh no. This, uh, this is not as good as I remember it. And then I was like, maybe it'll be easier because Chrome's a bit of a memory hog. Maybe it'll be easier <laughs> on my computer. And uh, no, no, it's not. So back to Chrome I went. Yeah, Chrome's, while it is a bit of a memory hog, it is definitely the superior browser in that case. I, yeah, I, my, tend, I tend to prefer Chrome. My old computer, I mean, my last laptop, I, I don't update my technology very frequently. And that's partially why I go with Mac stuff, because it's easier to navigate from one to another. But my last, uh, at least for me, my last uh, laptop was, I bought it in 2007. And it had a, at the time, respectable uh, six gigabytes of RAM. And then Chrome would just be, it'd be, the fans would be running full speed. And I remember when I first got the one I currently use about a year and a half ago, it has 16 gigs which is pretty much normal and everything ran so smoothly and Chrome didn't cause everything else to go slowly. And it was, it was beautiful. Yes. So I'm thinking I might have another six months of that. Maybe. Good. Good. So we have, uh, another thing to talk about. It's a new Apple watch three. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, is anyone else it, surprised that they're still doing Apple watches? Oh, not at all. It's been hugely successful for them. Yeah. Oh, has it been? I have one. Oh, okay. Yeah, I fully intend on getting a two now that uh, the three is out. Yeah, so, it's it's actually pretty good. Pretty good little utility. It says, "Uh, well, yes, but Aroa loves smartwatches, so I take <laughs> okay. it with a grain of salt." Oh, no, I like says. mine a lot. I um, I mean, I don't I don't love smartwatches in general. I I like the idea of them more than the actual execution. But the Apple Watch definitely has the best execution of any. Good. Yeah, any I was surprised by how much they got right with that. Good. Yeah, like genuinely surprised. So uh, apparently, the updated wrist computer comes with an LTE service that lets you connect directly to your carrier anywhere. Their cell phone service, so you can use the Apple Watch as your cell phone. Yes. Uh huh. As long as you already have an iPhone. Oh, you have to also have an iPhone. Yeah, because the way that it, it works, I guess they. Uh, I haven't actually looked into it myself, but the guy that I, uh, a guy that I work with, uh, told me that basically you pay something like ten bucks a month, and that allows you to tie your Apple Watch service in with your regular phone service of that's attached to your iPhone. Yeah. And so as long as you're still paying for your iPhone cell service, 
your watch will have self-service. Yeah. Hmm. So um, for the technical sides, there is a new dual-core processor. Uh, there's an electronic SIM that gives you access to a cellular connection. Uh, there's a W2 wireless chip for better Bluetooth connection. And then on the software side, there's a new heart rate monitor that gives you more details in the third edition. Um, but other than that, it looks like pretty much the same as the the Watch 2. Uh, the Edition 3 starts at $400 with cellular service and $330 without cellular service. Um, you can pre-order two days ago on the 15th of September. Uh, shipping starts next Friday, September 22nd. Who here is going to get the Watch 3? Anyone? Yeah, that's I, what I expected. I see so few use cases for cellular connectivity on a smartwatch. Yeah, it, I mean, texting maybe? Uh, maybe uh, when when yeah. are you going to want to text and not have your phone on you? Well, okay, so say you're at work and you want to be discreet about responding to a text message and you want to keep your phone in your pocket and people know you have a smartwatch so they know you fiddle around with it, you can scribble out a quick text and nobody realizes it. Yeah, but that's you don't it. need LTE connectivity for that. Oh, no, not at all. No, yeah. that, part's that's, that, that was what I was saying. It's like, <laughs> yeah, I don't gotcha. know when, when are you not going to have your phone with you to provide data connectivity to your watch? I wonder if that's something they're working towards, though. Or, yeah. you know, they're trying to sort of implant that idea into our heads of maybe... But, but there's, there's just a real demand for it, and I just don't know why. I like yeah, that I don't, phone. I don't know. I think that um, it would be hilarious to see Earl just sitting there, like, typing on his wrist, like... And, I, or, I mean, or, I, I, did that, I did that with my, uh, with my Pebble and my uh, Android Wear watch. Yeah. Like, my Pebble, I, I, there uh, was a texting app that I used for a while uh, when I had an Android phone that uh, let me type out, like, everything with three buttons on the side of the watch. And it was really slow and awkward, but it was more, it was still like more convenient than like if I was in the shower, it was more convenient than getting out of the shower, drying my hands and typing out the message. Yeah. Um, Yeah, And I will say that the voice to text recognition on the watch is pretty good too. That's what I was going to ask about was uh, was... voice to text. Like I would, I would also love to see Earl just sitting there like, no, Sally, I don't want to come over tonight. Say, (laughs) I'm well, Sally, Sally has had to face that, that harsh reality a few times. Yeah. Uh, jet lag will really get to you. The only thing that I have uh, sort of complained about with voice-to-text recognition, and it's not even so much a complaint, it's that when you end a sentence, uh, it doesn't always detect it, so it'll send it without a period. And when oh. I text people, I like to use correct punctuation. And some people don't. It doesn't really bother me when other people don't, but I like to. But it also doesn't account for like exclamation points. So it'll actually you can, some commas. You can speak the, punctu- the punctuation it, one. Exactly. Yeah, you got to use it like dragon speech. You just stay. You say what diction that's, you want. That's, that's exactly what I do. It's pretty entertaining. So I'd be like, on my way, psyched about these sandwiches, Sally! Exclamation point. <laughs> I'll be honest. With you, I'm, a, I'm a big shower texter myself. I'm glad that you brought that up. I'm glad <laughs> I'm not the only one. Yeah. Um. So anyway. $400 with service, $330 without, or you can get one of the Apple Watch 2s, or, I don't know, buy a used Pebble or something. No, know. you can't get an Apple Watch 2 anymore. Oh, you can't? You just looked it up? 
Uh, no, um, it, it's they uh, mentioned it. Uh, they're uh, discontinuing the two because the three is the two. Um, just with cellular connectivity, and now Siri can talk back at you, basically. Um, uh, I see. So they want more money. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but you could still buy a one. Oh, how odd! Weird. Yeah. Which is yeah. That's what's really confusing. I'm wondering if maybe they want the one to be the budget option. And the two just, they, they didn't see much justification to producing it. Yeah. And they, it would have cost they, them too much to can produce all three SKUs. Have they upgraded the casing of the one at all yet? Because the two is waterproof, and that's why I went with that over the one. As far as I know, no. Which oh, okay. is, yeah, that, that's why I'm like, I would rather just buy a used two. Because yeah. the, big, the big killer for me with the two was that it's finally like as waterproof, well, more waterproof than my Pebble was. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, and it is great. I mean, I've I've done swimming with it, and it's pretty accurate. Yeah, well, that's I, good. It, like having a waterproof phone is like the best fucking thing. Like I love being able to take my iPhone into the shower with me now. Yeah, that's and... the one thing I don't like about the uh, Pixel is that it's not waterproof. But oh well, the Pixel Two should be. Uh, yeah, but I'm not buying another Pixel. I'm not buying another phone. I've already bought two this year. So oh, come on, just just finance it. Ah, that's what I did with the last one. The American way. <laughs> uh, well, and right? my everybody's phone, got three mortgages. My my phone is still awesome. So you know, it's still the best phone I've ever had. If so, I may say something briefly no, about phones, you can't. Okay. No. Nope. Go um, on. Go on. The one thing that bugs me, and it's every every year, and maybe it's just human nature. Every year, there's a new. Samsung, there's a new Apple, there's a new HTC, and for like a month, it becomes the spitting contest among people from their little phone camps about whose phone is better, and oh my gosh, look at you, oh, me thinks the lady doth protest too much, and all that stuff. For all of you out there listening, if any of you are like that, just stop it. Nobody, we, we don't care that much. No one else does. Hey, I'm the... happy that other people are happy, I'm happy that I'm happy. Yeah, exactly. Now... Um, the, I'm going to mention before we go into the next thing is that the galaxy note eight has come out. Um, and I think it's, it's code name is doesn't catch fire this time. <laughs> so, so we, a brief aside about that. We have, uh, last year working on for an airline. That was an issue actually for us big right. time. We had to make announcements for several months being like, if you have one, you have to tell us and we have to dispose of it. And like some people had them, we kicked them off the planes because we, the government said that you couldn't have air travel, uh, you couldn't have one of those in air travel. So now we have these uh, these fireproof bags that are meant to contain lithium fire, and one of those silicon super heat resistant gloves. The the new procedures grab the phone, put it in the the bag, and like choke out the fire. But and that's great. But the thing is, the uh, nickname that everybody has bestowed on them is Samsung Bags. So it's <laughs> part of our security check. And we're like, all right, Samsung Bags are all good. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds awesome. Yeah. So, yeah, my uh, my old roommate, she worked at the airport where I used to live. But she wasn't, she didn't work for the airport or for any of the airlines. She worked for one of the car rental companies. Okay, but she had to deal with 
with a lot of that iPhone 7, or sorry, not iPhone 7, uh, Samsung Note 7 stuff too. She had to hear about all that and blah, blah, blah with them catching fire and stuff. It was a, it was a wild time. It was. And, and it was and a we, fun announcement to make too. Yeah. We discussed it on the podcast actually. They had, they tried to fix it, but their fix, because they rushed it so fast, failed and that one caught fire too. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we had a we had a flight attendant get in trouble because in his in-flight announcements he said, "If anybody's got a Samsung Galaxy Note 7, take it off the plane because the only thing flaming on this plane is going to be me." <laughs> so <laughs> he got a talking to. We all thought it was pretty awesome, but he got a talking to. Is he uh is he a little bit homosexual? Is that, is that the the I, joke? I, I think he I think he is if it's a spectrum, yes. Oh, okay. He's a, he's a good guy. He rules. Yeah, he just says a bit of a bit of an upfront sense of humor about things. <laughs> See, and I find that hilarious. But yeah, that's just me. So the next one that we have to talk about, one of the iPhone, or I'm sorry, the uh, Apple conference was the Apple TV 4K. Um, it's 180 bucks, 32 gig for the 32 gig model. Pre-order started on the 15th of September. Does anyone give a shit about this? Oh, but Nathan, they also showed off the new um, game from the makers of uh, Journey. Oh, right, because that's what that's what I want to play. Abzu. And also, also, <laughs> they said uh, the the Apple person said that that game company's uh, first game was Flower. I thought it was Flow. It was. Oh, I didn't know. Man. So I mean, Flower I is Flower is one of the the big games. It's on the collection. It's yeah. on the collection, yeah. But yeah, so they're they're gonna allow you to play games on the Apple TV. Whoopty fucking do. Well, so, you could do that last last iteration too. Yeah. Um. Uh, yeah, it has the, three the, gigs of the RAM. Apple TV 4K is it's just a spec bump. Yeah, yeah, it has a six-core processor, three gigs of RAM. The uh, Apple TV is decent. Yeah, I got I one. Mean, I got one. I got one for my parents, and it makes it a whole lot easier for them to use like Netflix and stuff like that. Yeah, see, I would rather if I'm going to buy something like that. Uh, I have a Chromecast, but if I was mm-hmm. looking for like a streaming stick, I'd probably go with the Roku. So yeah. The, so the the reason the reason that you get an Apple TV is purely because you own an iOS device. Right. I, I will. A... Yeah. And I will say this, like, it's a pretty good ecosystem. I don't have any experience with other digital ecosystems like the Android stuff or Windows. But I will say that is nice to have everything sort of work together because I have yeah. mostly Apple products. And I guess that's part of why I've, I've bought into other things because it's like, ah, well, I've got this other stuff. This yeah, that, that was that was part of why I switched over was yeah. that like everything works together really well whenever you keep them, keep everything within the same system. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I can throw anything up onto the Apple TV from my phone, my laptop. It's nice. And, and that's, that's the, that was the thing with whenever I was on Android, like it, Android plus a Chromecast works just pretty much the same way. Uh, like you can, it, it's integrated into the operating system that you can stream things from your phone to a Chromecast and nice. whatnot. And then, but switching over to iPhone, like you have to just hope that the app that you're using integrates Chromecast in some way. 
Oh, okay. And that's that's why you well, buy. That's why you just buy all Android stuff or uh, Google. See, stuff. I would. I would totally buy all Android stuff if they would stop having fucking security flaws that don't get patched. That's and true. Shit. So, so what I'm trying to say is, what you need to do is, you need to get an Android phone, a Chromecast, and a Chromebook as your main computer. Yeah, use a Chromebook. Yes. Mm. Uh, let's look at air. Oh, air power. We already kind of talked about this. Yay! You can set your phone on something and charge it, and your watch, and your uh, I don't yeah, know, it's, the the earpod things. It's the it's the charging dock thing for the earpods. Yeah, AirPods. Yeah. So uh, yeah, you can do that. Yay! They finally have it. About you know. A decade well, after everyone else already incorporated this shit. The bi- the big deal about it is that you can charge up to three devices on the same ad. Yeah. And uh, being somebody who has never really understood the appeal of wireless charging, I definitely don't understand the appeal of this thing. I understood the appeal of wireless charging once my phone could only be charged wirelessly. That was a that was a nice way to get me to buy your stupid ass wireless charger, Samsung. <laughs> yeah, I get it just because I've had a lot of power ports wear out on my phones, or oh, on yeah. devices. Period. Even on game controllers and such, you know. Yeah, I, I will admit I've, I've noticed this weird thing where <clears throat> my iPhone appears to be slowly eating all of my charge cables. Really. Um, yeah. I'm noticing this black line forming. The prongs burn out, don't they? Yeah, that's kind of what uh-huh. it looks like. Are they official Apple cables? Um, uh, no. Okay, so here's today's today's story about how Apple's kind of evil. Um, I there's, they they know there's some sort, there's something in the firmware that detects whether or not the charging cable is officially an Apple cable or not. And over time, it sends energy back in to specifically burn out the cables. I mean, it's fucking, it's not like it's a Chinese cable, like it's an Amazon Essentials cable. Yeah, but apparently it's in the, like the iOS releases. And if you uh, look at, if you use only a regular Apple cable, you know, and it doesn't fall apart because of that terrible design of the connecting piece, um, you'll notice it doesn't get those black lines. But I mean, I'm Um, looking at mine right now, black lines. That's interesting. I will yeah. have to. I only have the one official cable because I'm not paying twenty five dollars for a USB cable. Exactly. Yeah, that but should be illegal. I'll have to watch that. Yeah, I check it out because I mean, I just go to like Five Below and buy the cheapest one there. Which is usually five dollars or less. Um, I I just I just assumed that it was like something weird with the design of the lightning port and like the cable. The cable that's having the most trouble is. God, I think I got it. I think I got it over two years ago. Okay, so I, I thought that maybe that was why, but that's I'm interesting. Ninety percent sure it's a it is a purposeful thing that Apple does. Wow. So you that's- know what you should do, Aroa, uh, to avoid this, you need to buy an iPhone X and then one of the <laughs> charging docks, the the Air Power, and then you won't have that problem. Ah, yeah. It, it is weird, also, that the iPhone eight and X are going to be fully Qi compatible. Uh, I didn't see that coming. I would have thought that they would have, for some reason, done some kind of 
like slight modification to the Qi charging spec to make it to where only Apple devices could charge with it. Oh, yeah. I don't know. That's weird. If you already own a Qi charging pad thing, then you can use it with your new iPhone. So, uh, we are already, uh, like... Already at an hour? Uh, 45 minutes. So let's move on to, uh, some Star Citizen stuff. Um, this one I labeled Words Have Meaning, and the reason I said that was because Chris Roberts, who I want to, I want to like, um... He he came and he said that uh, 3.0 is the first time you'll have some access to the basic la- game loops and mechanics. Uh, terms like beta and early access are just labels. So he he basically I I, I named it words have meanings because he's saying like terms like beta, uh, alpha, early access, and stuff they all mean the same thing now. But they actually have labels. Like, like the, there's a meaning to the words when you're in beta or when you're in early access. Um, and I tend to disagree with him on this. I think that if you're if you're going into an alpha state, that should be like a pre-production state that's almost there. Like you have all the storyline elements in place and all the mechanics are there. Um, but you're still like finishing things up and adding uh, like UI elements and stuff like that, where beta should be pretty much the entire game is ready and you're just polishing it up to get released. Um, what do you guys think about about what he says here? Is it just me? Am I the only one that cares about this labeling? No. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Uh, I know. I've, I know. I I'm actually. Spoken I get what you're to saying. A, I know. I have spoken to a row about this before. Because I think. It, oh, I think on. those. Sorry, I think those uh, labels have changed because of the whole Steam early access thing. Because those were all concepts that you really only heard in like software about ten or fifteen years ago. Yeah, you know, like the beta for new OS or something like that, or some new app for the computer done by some dude in his basement. But now it's kind of interesting because that applies to games too. Yeah. I mean, they've always had like, they've had betas for um, even as far back as final fantasy 11 had beta access uh, Mm -hmm. in Japan. So that was like early two thousands, like 2000, 2001. So yeah. So the idea that, that you know they had a beta i just i think that early access is i kind of hate it i i like it cuz you get to play some some neat stuff but i feel it's just a a means for them to say hey we kind of have something ready uh play it give us money and now we're going to actually build the game it doesn't even feel like some a lot of these games are in alpha state they're in like a pr- a pre-production state and you're you're paying money for it so maybe that's just me maybe i'm the only one who cares about this stuff i don't run into it that much because i'm mostly console gaming oh yeah well you can still do early access on consoles i believe that's true i did test it uh xbox one they have like isn't rust on there's a game on xbox one that's in early access i know that they have a they have an entire early access program on xbox one yeah so huh. you can you can play to your heart's content, Earl, 
on all those early okay. access Xbox One titles. Once I get an Xbox One, I'll be glad to do that. Do you have a PS4? I do. Oh, okay, but not an Xbox One. No, not yet. I think, do you have, I think do you have a... Ark is on PS4. I don't know for sure. Ark? I'm not sure. I think so. I think so. Oh, well. Let's uh, move on. But, well, I, I was going to say, I, I was trying to comprehend what even the point that was trying to be made here was. Um, and it just seems like this this uh, website was like, is it, so does that mean it's beta? And he went, no, it's not beta yet. Yeah. And that was, that was it. Um, like, this whole, this whole thing was that he's getting kind of tired of people, um, <clears throat> nagging him about the game not being done yet. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. He's, he's getting kind of tired about like, you know, he's in development and he says, okay, this looks like if everything goes right, this is the timetable that we're going to have. And then something like something happens that delays the thing. And so he has to push the date back. So he's getting upset yeah. with people being like, you're lying to us. You're telling us that it's going to be ready. And then you postpone it. And it's like, yeah, this is game development. It's hard. Making games is hard. Yeah. Like, okay. So it's, it's basic. It's basically just that a symptom that a lot of early access people have uh, yeah. well, the early access buyers have where they, they don't actually know what game development is like. And it's, yeah, it's really hard, man. Yeah, they're 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 just used to seeing previews for a game and then going, When's it gonna come out? And then a year and, later it comes out. Yeah. But but they don't Whereas, look at the game and they don't look at the timetable and say, Oh, this game's actually been in development for six okay. years and we just found out about it last year. Yeah, they're 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 used to just having highly filtered press release right shipped out to them instead of an actual look at what game development is like. The Which, the only thing I don't like about the way that they're doing this is the fact that they're labeling it 3.0 as if there's a 1.0 yet. Like <laughs> yeah, like there's uh, a finished game. Yeah, whereas they're they're just now like starting to make the game part yeah they're they're they're, i mean i understand they're working on all the systems and making all the systems work together which with the amount of systems that they have put in there it's gonna be really hard to make them all work together because especially since they were previously working in two different engines at the same time and trying to tie those together and now they're porting everything over to the lumberyard engine yeah well Thankfully, it's very similar to Crytek, because or um, yeah. sorry, the Cry Engine. So because yeah. it is the Cry Engine, it's just modified. So yep. hopefully, everything will work okay, and we'll get the game by twenty thirty or something like that. Yeah, um, I look forward to it. I look forward to playing that game in in twelve years or so. Anyway, uh, the story this this headline just cracked me up. New York clowns to protest it movie over drop in business. So their idea, because they're seeing it, the movie, as making their business lower. So they're going to get all dressed up, put face paint on, and then a bunch of them go and protest. To terrify even more children. (laughs) Like... What do I, we want? Clowns with jobs. What do we want? 
<laughs> like i i mean if i was i'm not even scared of clowns i actually like clowns for the most part i'm one of those weird weird people and making, making your clown stance known yes that is my stance um clown lives matter uh so if i if i woke up and like started walking out my door and i just saw a bunch of clowns just standing outside i would just close my door and be like yeah i'm not coming to work today i can't go outside <laughs> i think i'm gonna get murdered or turned into a clown one of the two is gonna happen <laughs> so yeah uh, something something's happening outside and i'm not not no i'm not <laughs> gonna be a part of it yeah uh, this is just a big no-no for me um why why and and why haven't they done this to other clown like why haven't they protested like icp because icp was busy in washington dc this weekend performing their own protest oh were oh, they yeah i didn't see what happened with that i was so excited about their it protest too. was bigger than trump's it was it was by like three or four to one that's Amazing. awesome thing <laughs> Um, but, you know, the media is very unfair to him. I'm sure if we'll hear oh, about it. beautiful. Yeah. What a weird reality we live in. Because I, I do think that it's horseshit that they get, they got, like, classified as a gang or some shit. So do I. Like, so. Jug juggalos are good people. Uh, make sometimes. I, on on the, for, for the most part, and what they're designated as what they're supposed to be. They are supposed to be good people. Yes. I have I have never met a juggalo that was outright mean. I've met uh, some that are kind of off. They're, yeah, but they've always been cordial to me. Yeah, but they're yeah. they're all, genuinely like good people. All the people usually. that I that I've met who are juggalos, but this might be a West Coast thing. All the people I've met that that claim to be juggalos are awful, awful people. I mean, the, it, it depends <laughs> on what you mean by awful people. Because, like, a lot of them are going to be, like, backwater trailer trash people. Yeah. I like, that doesn't make them bad people. No, they're no, just, no, no. It's just... It's just weird. The the ones I've met, like... The, admit, I, I admit it's very, very few that are that are here in Oregon. Uh, but they're, they're really bad people. I don't want to, like, name names or anything, but they just have done things in their lives that I'm just like, you are a terrible human being. And don't care about anyone but yourself. So, uh, but to be fair, uh, and I've said this previously, while I don't care for ICP, they've actually done quite a bit of good stuff. Um, they they donate to charity a lot, and they have their own wrestling promotion. So that's pretty pretty cool. Big uh, proponents of workers' rights too, which yeah, rules. yeah, like that. I honestly think partially that. They continue on kind of trolling their audience, but that's just me. I, uh, I yeah. think that they know their audience is a little retarded, and they just go along with that. They're so, chaotic neutrals. Yeah. Anyway, uh, about the protest, says uh, Nelson, who's the guy leading the protest, is that him and other... Nelson? Nelson, yeah. <laughs> here's, here's Bojo, Flapjack, and... Uh... His, his his name is John Nelson. 
Is he the DMV clown? <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Actually, that would be hilarious if, like, you went in, you're, you're a 16 year old and you sit in a car to, for your, for your driving test and there's a clown there. He's like, it's a distraction part of the test. <laughs> so anyway, uh, him and other New York clowns are, are planning a rally protest in front of the Union Square Regal Cinema on Thursday night of, I, I would imagine this was a few days ago. Um, our hope is to raise enough awareness so that people think of clowns, uh, that when people think of clowns, they don't think of scary murderers, but people who dedicate their lives to bringing joy. So, yeah, um, if you have colrophobia, colrophobia, fear of clowns, yeah, that, uh, don't, don't go there because that's weird. I mean, that's just a lot of clowns just hanging out in front of a, a theater. I... I mean, I also like the idea of, like, picketing clowns, which is clowns that, like, go to the courthouse and they all car share one ride. <laughs> 18 get out of a smart car. Yeah. <laughs> but you also have to remember John Wayne Gacy. I believe it was John Wayne Gacy was a clown. I believe yep. so. Yes. Yeah. So. so was Pagliacci. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. good good people. Good people that you can look up to. Okay, our last story is one that we've covered previously, kind of. We've talked about the grayballing program with uh, Uber. And basically what grayballing is, is they would find, uh, like, agents, uh, like police officers or, or federal officers, and avoid them because they were uh, operating illegally in that district. So they would be like, oh, we're not going to uh, pick you up. Or they would like mark that phone and say, like, not show any Uber cars in that location or anything like that uh, for people, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, so in Portland, they actually found out that they did an investigation and they said that it they found 16 officers that they avoided. Uh, from from booking rides, and they also ignored or canceled twenty nine ride requests, uh, by city transportation officers. And it says here that despite its findings, Portland has decided not to penalize Uber for what it did. City Commissioner Dan Saltzman, and uh, they s- did not find any evidence that Uber is still grayballing authorities, which means that in the city at least, Uber has stayed. True to his promise that it won't use the tool anymore. So basically, they haven't grayballed since uh, they were made legal in Portland. Um, and so they're not going to find them any money, which that's what this article says. However, I actually did some journalism. Like, oh. I know, it's weird, huh? So I emailed Dan Saltzman. Um, and I was a little rude in my email. I was like, the fuck, Dan? Um, and basically, you know, said, what the, what the, why aren't you charging these people when any other business, or if it was a person, you would definitely charge them if they did stuff like this. And I actually got a message back. I did not get a message back from Dan, but I did get a message back from Dan's, uh, constituent communications and media manager, Stacey Brewster, who is a male, says, says right here on the bottom that he's a male. So it said, (laughs) uh, yeah, it says pronoun, he, his, and him. So, what the, okay. 
Yeah. So uh, it says, hey, Nathan, thank you for reaching out on this. The article did not mention that we already find Uber around $60,000 for its gray ball era behavior in 2014 before they were legalized to operate in Portland. It is my understanding that this most recent investigation uncovered that they did not use Grayball in the years since they were legalized, but any attempt to thwart regulators, which were found not to have occurred, now now falls under the current private for hire regulations uh, and fee fine structure, all of which are fairly minimal uh, and which our city council will attempt to raise this December. So... The article didn't mention that they were already fined this sixty thousand uh, dollars, so it's painting Uber like, or it's painting Portland's legislature in a bad light, even though they Uber had already been fined for this. So, actual in actual journalism from ReadingEntertainment.com. This is probably the first and only time that's going to happen. So, uh, yeah, now that, like, I was, I was all ready to get really upset about this until I got that email back and, uh, pretty, pretty good of Portland for actually finding them the $60,000 initially. And, um, not, I mean, honestly, I, I kind of agree with them not find not finding them again because of the, because they were already fined the $60,000 and they haven't done anything since they were legalized. So anyway, uh, I know you guys are all in shock and awe that I actually did journalism. <laughs> well done. Yeah, woo! And no one's gonna know. Not a single person is gonna know. So, um, where can we find you guys? We're over an hour now. Where can we find you, Earl? I can be found at e a r l g r a y t h i r d at on Twitter, and uh, that's about it. Oh, and I, I recently got I got Steam. Uh, on YouTube, I'm E-A-R-L-T-H-I-R-D. Okay. That's it. Earl Third. Yep. And are you? have you posted your new video yet? I have not, but it's getting close to being finished. Good, good. I had some issues with uh, capturing footage. I tried capturing it with scan lines that were a bit too thick, so they didn't look right on a smaller screen. So. Oh, so you had scan lines enabled? I would turn those off. Just have I it have scan clear, lines. Just have it as a clear picture, man. They're beautiful, but they look more like a CRT with scan lines, and they right. just—they make the pixels more distinct. Just, just get rid of the scan lines, man. GameSec uses scan lines. I don't care about GameSec. Crontendo uses scan lines. I don't know who that is. It's this guy playing every NES game in order. Oh, okay. You know, I thought like, about chronological? that. Yeah, chronologically, yeah. He's up to episode fifty-two. Uh, I, I'm you sorry for checking the... that out. Is he beating the, every game? No, he's just playing. He's playing him enough to like get a review throughout. Oh, I'll okay. send you the link in the uh, in the chat here in a bit. You could you could take it from us. It does not take much gameplay to get a quality review. <laughs> exactly. Or uh, speaking of quality reviews, <clears throat> Connor. Yeah, I wondered if Connor ever actually finished that. He did not. I I did, and then I went to go edit it, and all of my footage was corrupted, and I never had the motivation to pick up the project again. You know, I, e- like you I record emailed, everything as MKVs. I emailed them back, and I was like, "Hey guys, I'm sorry. I I had a staff member. I didn't name your name. Uh, I had a staff member who was unable to get the review done, 
And they're like, oh, no, that's fine. If you ever get something, please post it and, and give us a link to it. So. You know what? One day I'm going to do it. It'll be like I, three I, years I from just, now. I just want to put a little asterisk up there in that statement I just made and say that I'm actually not obligated or incentivized to actually ever do it one day. You know, just in case I don't. I offered to pay you. I would feel bad taking your money at this point. Yes, yes. I, I would feel bad giving you my money at this point. <laughs> <laughs> Good, we're on the same page. So wait, uh, where can we find you, Connor? Uh, I mean, normally at like 42.4 by negative 88.0, but I mean, sometimes I'm in Chicago. That's, that's kind of a big question. Where can we find you online, Connor? Ah, there you go. Uh, Please give me your ISP address. <laughs> at cyberpunk underscore monk. That's it. Okay. And Aurora. Yeah. Where can we find you online? Uh, Twitter is Aurora. Uh, YouTube is Aurora1337. Uh, Twitch, Aurora1337. Mixer is Aurora. Um, SatanOscillate.tumblr.com is my music blog that I never post on. Because Aroa um, doesn't listen to music. Yeah, never. No, I totally don't. Actually, um, can you can you still follow people on Spotify? Because if you can, look up Aroa one three three seven on there. Because like, I fucking I save new and different music like every day on there. So cool. And Nathan Reitens Ruth, you can find me at Reiten everywhere. I'm Reiten on Twitter. R e e t i n. I am written on Twitch and YouTube and what's the other one? Mixer. Uh, I tend yeah. to like Mixer more, but I have been. Uh, there's a cool thing you can do with YouTube is that as long as you're monetized, you can actually play ads, even if even if you have a very low amount of people following you. So that's pretty cool. So I can play ads during my YouTube streams. And uh, you can go to com. You can find the podcast. If you're listening to this elsewhere, you can find it on, as mentioned earlier, you can find it on the iTunes store. Just look up Reeton Podcast. You can also look up Reeton Podcast on the Google Play Store. Uh, again, just look up Reeton Podcast. Uh, the links for those both of those pages are down below. So you can click on those and press the little subscribe button. That way, every single podcast will be downloaded to your device of choice. Uh, thank you, panelists, for being here this week. Glad to be here. And I will talk to some of you or all of you next week. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye.